a dating and makeover expert where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. As many of you know, a big part of what I coach is around flirting. Yes, flirting is one of those words that people react to and have a lot of associations with. Like you might hear the word and cringe, or you might say, oh, I love it. But whatever you think of it, flirting is one of the most crucial skills to have when it comes to attraction and dating. Yet, so many people have fears around it. Here's the thing. Remember, the true definition of flirting is to behave as though you are attracted to someone without the serious intention of an outcome. Now, I didn't make up this definition. This is what, you know, you just look it up in the dictionary and that's what it is. There's some, you know, other versions of it. But that last part, the serious intention of an outcome is the most important because most fears that you have or excuses that you have around flirting has to do with you being attached to some sort of outcome. Like, I don't want to look stupid. I don't know how. I, I don't want to give that person the wrong impression. Like, all of those things. But that's not what it's really about. Flirting is supposed to be about a magnetism that just draws people to you. And from there, anything can happen, right? So that last part is what trips everyone up. And that is why I've been giving a lot of workshops around flirting and do wing girl sessions in person to teach people how to do it. I'm so excited that I'm starting to do that again. So if anyone is interested in coming to LA or I can come to you to do an in-person experience, what a great way to do it to get back out there. But here's the thing. There's a lot of psychology around flirting. When done well, flirting is not really overt or obvious, right, as always. And it leaves open to the possibility that flirting wasn't occurring at all. That's the problem. This ambiguity allows people to put themselves out there with less fear of embarrassment and rejection and, you know, damaged self-esteem. But when it comes to flirting techniques, here's what the research says. The research shows that while subtlety is likely to protect the flirter's self-esteem, if you really want to get your message across, direct is best. Now that might scare a lot of you. (laughs) I just said that. The science of flirting suggests that when you want to create a sexual interest in one another, you, you really want to get that message across. You know, it's like as women... We think that we're being obvious, but we're not. I I guarantee you, and men listening, you can back me up because you need to send smoke signals out saying, hey, I'm open for business, (laughs) you know, and the direct methods are best and like just that kind of ambiguous approach is less threatening, but ultimately it's not very effective. So people aren't very good at perceiving flirting overall. So often people just don't, flirt at the risk of not doing it, quote unquote, right or getting rejected. 
And both men and women have a responsibility and approachability. I truly believe that. Most people think that men have to do all the work and go up to the women. But the truth is, is women, you need to turn your cab light on and say, hey, I'm approachable. I'm open for business. And often we as the sexes are at a stalemate because men are fearful of approaching and women are not approachable. So no one is meeting anyone. I mean, here's, here's the conundrum. So what do you do? Where do you start? How do you initiate flirtatious interactions? Well, with me on the line today is a woman who's having a little bit of trouble with that. And she's, she's trying to understand how to initiate flirting as a woman and hoping I can help her turn her cab light on. Well, at least I can show her where the light switch is. Kareen, are you there? I'm here. Hi. <laughs> well, I, I, I love this and I love that I met you through the podcast and I don't know you at all, which to me is the best because I, I told you before we started recording this, like save everything for the podcast because <laughs> this is where I really like, like to have breakthroughs with people and have it be really organic. So anyway, Kareen, I'd love to hear more about you. Like might you introduce yourself, like what you do, where you live and a little bit of your dating history. Um, well, cause my name is Kareen. Um, so I, I'm a travel nurse. I go from city to city and working this pandemic. Thank goodness it's going down now. Um, but, uh, regards to my dating history, it's not really well. <laughs> I have not had the best luck when it comes to dating. Um, I have had a couple relationships that didn't go so well, but, um, when it comes to dating, I, I just don't know how to make heads or tails of any of it. Uh-huh. Okay. So, are you saying that you've mostly been like a quote unquote, a relationship gal and you haven't really? Yeah, I'm uh, a relationship girl. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Oh, you nurses and we therapists, we're really good at that, you know, <laughs> right? Like being in the relationship and making everyone feel good and getting to yeah. like the deep stuff. And then sometimes that's why dating gets hard. Well, how, um, so tell me what you've at least tried so far, you know, cause it sounds like you have a busy schedule and a schedule that might be like out of sync with a lot of people. Um, so when you say try, like, um, when it comes to dating, I've tried, um, like apps, like I've tried, um, <laughs> I tried Tinder, <laughs> I tried, yeah. um, uh, hinge, I've tried match. Um, like I have been able to get like a, a first date, but there's like Sometimes there's no connection there. Um, and and sometimes just even when talking to the person, I'm just like, I don't know what to tell you. I, you know, I could just talk like a normal person, but when it comes to flirting, I, I I'm just talking. I don't know anything else to do. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. So you have the talking thing down, like you can be yeah, friends. Right. I can hear <laughs> that. I can talk, but <laughs> flirting, not so much. Okay. So tell me more about that. Like, what is, first of all, like, what are your associations with flirting? Like, how are you defining that? Um, so when I, flirting to me is, you know, um, maybe, uh, like showing interest somehow, like mm -hmm. making a spark, I guess, you know, make it, ah, I don't know how to, I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm defining this the correct way, but it's just, you know, showing interest, like letting the person know you're interested. Yeah. Okay. So what about that is challenging for you? 
Um, I don't know the correct way to go about it. Uh, okay. So you feel like you don't have the technique down or like even know where to start to, to do that. Yeah. Yes. Uh huh. Okay. And like when you think in your head what that looks like, like, is there a celebrity or a movie or like, is there like this vision that you have? I mean, are you envisioning like <laughs> girls twirling their hair and making googly eyes? I mean, what what's happening in your head with that? <laughs> now that you think of did you mention it, um, yeah, I guess you would say the girl twirling her hair, you know, the the obvious, oh, I'm into you type of flirting. Uh-huh. That has, is it attached to like having a sexual tone to it? For you? It could be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It could be. Because I'm wondering, and, and this is just like a lot of, see, I'm, I, I like to kind of peel away the layers, you know, because on the surface, it's just like, oh, I'm not good at it. I don't know what to do. But like underneath, there's a lot of different things to unpack sometimes with it. And because I was just wondering, like, how do you feel about yourself in ways of like a feminine, sexy woman? Are you asking, do I feel feminine? Mm-hmm. I mean, I do. I mean, I definitely don't think anybody would confuse me with a man. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I, I'm, I'm, some people say I'm very smiley. Like I'm always laughing. Um, I mean, there's, I mean, I have my down days where I feel like I, I should have probably did my mascara better, you know, but, mm-hmm. um, I, f- I feel feminine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you feel sexy? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Long pause. No, I'm just kidding. Um, what do you mean by sometimes? I mean, there's, you have your bad days. You're like, Oh, yeah. I just don't feel good today. You know, like yeah. I should have, yeah, maybe I shouldn't eat that extra donut, you know? Right, right, right. So that's just like kind of normal stuff. I mean, we yeah. have those days in our sweats and, you know, that kind of thing. But I guess it, it's more around, I'm thinking about you when you're dating, right? Like, so when you're on these apps and you're having conversations or even when you're on first dates, uh-huh. are you able to think of yourself as a sexy feminine wo- woman? Like, are you holding that space and energy? I'm not sure. Like, I think I am, but I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Like I have nobody critiquing me to say, oh no, you weren't. But well, yeah, that, I, I that, so. yeah. <laughs> that could be taken care of. Maybe we'll do a wing girl session. But um no, but you know, I, I think that a lot of times you're thinking, I always say that we're our own worst critics every single time. And you know, you might have these associations with and like just like how you view yourself, but in reality, you might be doing it just fine. And that's why I'm trying to like understand your definition and how you feel about yourself and then see like where the breakdown is. So, okay. So you say sometimes and, and so you'll go out on dates and then, so what happened, like what happens after the first date? Where do you think the disconnect comes in? Um, well, I just feel like it doesn't build. Like I, I've Uh. been on a date, but there's just nothing to it. It's kind of empty. Okay, tell me more about that. Like, can you think of the last date that you had? Oh, it's been a minute. <laughs> it's been maybe a year or two since I've dated. Um, oh, but, yeah, it's been a while. been a while. I haven't done it in a while. I 
kind of just talk on the apps, but I haven't actually been on a date in a long time. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, maybe, th- and, and that is something that a lot of people I think are struggling with. You know, it's been, you know, quite a year for a lot of people where, yeah. and then that can also get harder getting back out there. But when, you know, before, like a year ago, when you had your last date, uh-huh. can you kind of walk me through what happened and why it didn't build? Gosh, I got to think of one. Um, I I don't I can't try to think of my last date. What happened? Um, Is it? I mean, and this is just maybe a general question. Like, do you feel like it's just kind of these boring Q and A questions? It's just kind of humdrum, and then like there's just no chemistry that gets built from it. Sometimes, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I've had my share. I don't know if I'm just not swiping right or um, just going on with the wrong person. Because mm-hmm. I've been on dates where I'm like, okay, I probably shouldn't have gone out with this person. Like, they give me a very bad vibe. And I've had dates where um, it was just kind of stale. Like, there's nothing to talk about. Right, right. Yeah. And then, like, when you're having these interactions... In in terms of the flirting, are you waiting to see if there's chemistry where then you'll try to kind of be more flirtatious? Or do you walk in on a date with that flirtatious kind of attitude? Well, I would definitely try to see if if they're giving me a vibe that it's okay to like kind of be cheesy with them. Like if they're not, you know, it's it's, try to make sure that I feel that they're receptive towards it. Like if they're kind of giving me a standoffish, like I'm not feeling you, then I probably wouldn't. Ah, okay. I think we're getting somewhere. Um, (laughs) This is like detective work, you know? It's like, (laughs) um, and and I'm just guessing, just obviously with what you do for a living, and it's something that, like, because are you tend, you do tend to be a caretaker mostly? Like, you worry? Yeah. I mean, I'm a nurse. (laughs) Well, right. (laughs) Um. But at home? Yeah, like in relationships, even in the, yeah, like even with relationships that you've had in the past, like do you tend to like fill that role where you'll attend to other people's needs sometimes above your own? Sometimes? Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not so much. (laughs) I guess I've never had someone really critique me on it, so. Right. When you say that, I mean... Like, what are you considering, like, caring of my needs more than someone else's? Well, you know, I think it's it's really common, especially, like, as caregivers. And maybe it's something, and I don't really know much about your past, but, like, a lot of times, even in your ascribed role growing up where, you know, you just learned, and that's where your confidence lives, to tend to people's needs and maybe being a little bit of a people pleaser and wanting people to feel good before you do something, you know, like kind of more worried and concerned about what other people feel over your own. Okay. Maybe. I think so. Yeah. It's a common thing. And then, you know, with that, if you kind of feel into like conversations that you have with like people or men do you tend to ask a lot of questions to just get a feel for them before you'll like share something about yourself? Uh, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Right. 
Because I, you know, I wonder, and this relates to flirting, by the way, I know it, it seems like we're diverting, but it, it actually isn't, you know, whenever I hear people say, oh, well, I don't know when to initiate or what I'm doing and all that. I mean, Kareen, it's not like I'm talking to someone who's not social or friendly. Like, you're awesome. Like, you have a great energy. You even said, like, you're smiley. You you know, like, you you probably have a very good vibe, and you probably make men feel really great. But I'm wondering what's missing is that you're, you're thinking so much about the man and if it's okay and to do things right and to make... Uh-huh right? That you lose your power. You lose your sense of, you know, like, what do I want? You know, what am I going to do going in okay. to the state? And so what happens is you end up being in a reactive mode versus proactive. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. What it are you does. thinking? No, I'm thinking to what you're saying. Like, I'm trying to <laughs> Um, picture myself in the situation and how um, uh, how my reactions are to them and if they were um, like you said um, reactive mm-hmm. like how because I try to I try to get a read on people yeah so, <laughs> trying to see if I was they are reactive instead of proactive where does that come from do you know um trying to read somebody mm-hmm. um I don't know I just think I think I do that with all my conversations with anybody I'm talking to because I just kind of see what their where their headspace is yeah like I mean when you were growing up was that something that you were kind of trained to do like tell me a little bit more about your upbringing um well I'm one of six I have six siblings Um, my, (laughs) all right. Um, my, um, parents are from the Caribbean islands. So, Mm -hmm. um, they're from, uh, another country, but they came here. Um, my parents were very, really, really religious. Um, so I was born in a very religious, um, upbringing and I was homeschooled until college. So I know that I kind of missed the um, high school where you would learn to, you know, um, make friends and all that stuff. So I kind of uh, missed that part of my life and maybe in the flirting stage that you would learn in a high school. So I kind of got that more. So when I went to college mm-hmm. and, um, because my parents are more so, um, like they weren't, we were on the, um, wealthy side. So when I went to college, I was very dedicated. I was like, I need to, I have to, um, get through college. And <laughs> cause yeah. if I, if I can't get through, then I just leave my family in debt and I can't do that. So I was very focused. So like I had a, I had a, like two jobs in college and working through, so I graduated and, and then when I ended up graduating, I was like, oh, now I'm supposed to get in a relationship and I don't know how to go about that. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you for sharing that. No, that helps me also understand a little bit. Cause I always say, you know, our journey shapes us so much and sometimes we don't even realize it, you know, and fast forward to now, here you are like trying to twirl your hair, make googly eyes. And it's like, you know, cause <laughs> like, right. Yeah. And here you were homeschooled all this time. And that's so interesting. Well, and with that, just a couple more questions around that with such a big family too, 
Mm-hmm. Was there room or, or was there even like time for you to express how you felt? And, you know, I know sometimes with religious families, like expressing feelings aren't really there. Like, tell me more about that. Um, I can say my family were very big on feelings. Like oh, we yeah? had each other. So it was just us. Cause <laughs> so we had each other. Um, I was a middle child, so I don't know if that goes into neither. Because, you know, they say middle children are ignored. Or you kind of learn from your older ones, kind of observe them. See, what did you do wrong? You know, type ah. of thing. I don't know if that's where it came in. Like, I just learned to observe from watching everybody else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That. No, listen to that. You know, like what you said, like, compared to like what you're doing now, like you're an observer, right? Like you, and you know, it's interesting because you did have to learn and try to figure some things out on your own. And you you know, it's so great that your parents were supportive of feelings and stuff like that, but it was almost like you were in kind of your own little world, you know, Mm -hmm. with uh, how your environment was and you were just trying to figure things out and you learned to figure things out by observing, you know, and, and, and waiting to see like, okay, am I doing it right? I listened to your question at the beginning of the podcast. Am I doing it right? I don't know how to do it. (laughs) (laughs) And so then, you know, maybe also thinking of yourself as, I don't know, how old are you, by the way? I'm 28. 28, right. And so, like, a lot of the women who at your age, like in high school, like you said, learned how to do the flirting thing and dating without getting attached and all that jazz and, you know, earlier. And so it's like you're playing a little bit of catch up as well. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's hard because, you know, you see people around you who know how to do it and at your age, but you have to actually think of yourself as maybe 10 years younger than you are, you know, in, in ways of flirting and dating and stuff like that. And it it is like going to school a little bit. It's almost like maybe homeschooling yourself around flirting and dating and not worrying about getting it right, but really like having a plan to go out and practice it. Uh-huh. And not worrying about the outcome and not worrying if you're doing it right uh-huh. kind of thing. Are you a high achiever? Like you like to get good grades and do uh, things. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so some of the fear is the failure. Like, oh, if I'm not going to do it right and I'm observing whether or not this guy is going to accept me being a flirt or not, oh, I'm, then I'm not going to do it. And then you don't feel anything at the date. Do you see how like it can loop around? Okay, yeah, I think I do. I'm also trying to like, protect my feelings while observing him. Exactly. Like I think it would, and I always tell people this who haven't had a lot of, you know, experience is, you know, think of yourself being in kindergarten. Like you're trying to be in the PhD program Uh when you haven't even gone to kindergarten. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And you're trying to do it right. And you're trying to achieve and, uh, you know, give me the manual and, and do I do this and do I do that? Right. Cause that's how you've yeah. learned. 
But yeah. the reality is, is you're probably doing it just fine. And I think you just don't, like you said, you just don't know. But that the, the evidence that you'll know is how you feel and how things progress, but you just haven't given yourself enough time and experience to allow that to happen. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? Like, as it I'm does. saying? Mm-hmm. It does. Just practice. <laughs> Right. I know that it like, it sounds so simplistic, but you know, it's, that's hard to do mm-hmm. when you don't know where to go and, and where to start. And it can be overwhelming. You know, that's just like me telling you, just, just talk German right now. Go, ready, go. It's like, well, that's great, Kim. I've never seen that. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell me more about, um, your social life. Like, do you have a set of other single girlfriends that you can go out with? Oh. Being a travel nurse kind of zeroes your social life. Yeah. Um, I travel so much. I, I try to establish, you know, a group of friends at least when I do travel, but it doesn't always happen. You know, you have to find people who have a, you know, a, a, a time that they can kind of, you know, um, hang out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to learn how to make friends quick. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You're leaving, you know. So I don't, I am very close to my family. I can say mm-hmm. that, but as far as like a group of people, I really don't have that just because like I said, I, I travel so much. Yeah. You know, I've worked with other people who've had like similar situations because it is hard to get consistency you know, mm-hmm. with your social life, as you're saying, and you might just have to be a little creative with that. And, you know, with that being said, you just might have to take yourself out on dates and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And, yeah. and so let's get to kind of more of the tips, like what you could do. Cause I always like to say, okay, here's the how to, cause yeah. to your point, I think we, uncovered a little bit, obviously, like if we were working together, like there's, there's probably other things to unpack, but I just get the sense of your need to practice so that you don't get in your head so much about it. And you're not reactive and worrying about if you're doing it right and what the guys think that you're coming from more of a place of being a queen bee and just walking in the room and owning it and not caring what the guys think. It's about you, not them. All right. That's the power, right? Like that, and and that is hard for a nurse because you're so used to attending to other people's needs and like reading yeah. them, and also with your upbringing. So it's it's just literally a new way of thinking and training your brain, and because you're going to have to do a little bit of reverse engineering and shut that nurse brain off, okay. so that you can be in in that like kind of queen mentality, so to speak. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So the first thing that I I would say to do is I would schedule a time every time. Well, does your your schedule change in ways of the hours too that you work? So it depends on where I go. Like, um, like say right now I'm in Alabama in a month I'll be in Vermont. So, um, Sometimes I do day shift, which is seven to seven. Other times I do night shift, which is seven P to seven A. And sometimes I do a mid, which would be ah. nine, eleven, or three. So it's just all over. <laughs> that is hard. I feel for you. Yeah. So what I would do is um, just maybe at the top of the week when you know your schedule, you just pick one 
time during the week where you can maybe just go out and take yourself out on a date and practice talking Mm -hmm. to men. Okay. And your job is to not see if they're your next boyfriend because that's the problem with relationship people is like you're going to be constantly vetting these guys as if they're your next boyfriend. Yeah. I don't want you doing that. Okay. <laughs> you're not your, right? Like I want you yeah. just literally practicing. They're specimens, if you will. They're just warm bodies that you're practicing yeah. and just getting really comfortable being you and not really caring about what they think. Okay. Scary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is that scary? A little. Yeah. What's scary? My comfort zone. Awesome. Which is why exactly why I want you to do it. Because <laughs> no one changes being in their comfort zone. Change only happens in discomfort. So the fact that that makes you queasy is perfect. Like I, you know, because it's something okay. that. So like when you feel into. Like, what makes you uncomfortable about that? What Do you know what that is? Um, I think it's just the part of being out by myself and, you know, being the one to actually, you know, start talking to them and just, you know, just yeah. that whole part is just different for me. So... Exactly. Yeah. Which is why it would be so good. And, and so here's your kind of assignments around that mm-hmm. is that, let's say you pick if you do have some like happy hour time, that's always a nice time to go like five o'clock and, you know, or you could go to the grocery store during the weekend and just practice talking to men in the grocery store. Like it doesn't have to be this big deal, but just schedule it so that you make yourself do it. And then when you, when you initiate conversation, don't get in your head about it, whether or not you're doing it right, just stay present and just say, hi. Okay. You know, smile. You you already told me you have a nice smile. Honestly, Kareem, that's half the battle. Like, <laughs> I, I cannot. I swear to God, I can't. I cannot tell you because you know, obviously, you men out there listening, you know this, and and men tell me this. It's like they just want to know that you want to talk to them, like because they're more scared of you than you are of them. I guarantee <laughs> you, every single time. And if you just like look like you're approachable and you make eye contact and you put that smile on, mm-hmm. don't worry. The rest will happen. Just say hi. Okay. Just say hi and just see what happens. All right. <laughs> Go have to see what happens. And you just see what happens. Like now from there, you might get tongue tied and not know what to say and all that jazz, but like, don't get ahead of it. Like I would just do that for a couple weeks and, and just then go home and journal how you felt in those okay. interactions. All right. All Not right. if you gave the guy a good time or you did it right. Since you said you're good at like your feelings, I want you to express how you felt in those moments. Okay. Because see, okay. I think what's happening too is you're worried if the guy's having a good time or you're doing something well, or if, if can I can I then turn it on if he's going to be the right boyfriend for me? Like you're getting way too ahead of it in your head, uh-huh. and just. Yeah. Right. Like just say hi. (laughs) Yeah. I'll never forget. I was coaching a woman who was like you. She didn't have a lot of experience. And what was so fascinating, like you in her job, she was super, like she was in human resources. So obviously she had to interact with humans and she was, you know, a leader there and she had no problem like talking and being friendly. But then when it came to this flirting thing in men, she, she just got tongue tied 
And we were sitting at this bar and right next to us, I was like facing her and she was facing the guy, if you can kind of picture that. And I saw her eyes look over my head. I said, who just sat down next to me? She said, a guy. <laughs> I said, fantastic. I said, well, if I keep my back to him, then we're we're closing the door for conversation. So I'm just going to open the door up and I'm going to literally smile and say hi and just watch what happens. So I, I, I opened up my body. I leaned back. I said, hi. He's like, oh, hi. <laughs> and then the rest was history. Like we had a beautiful conversation, you know, and it, we didn't try to get too into it of like all the techniques and the googly eyes and all that jazz. Like, because mm-hmm. the, the reality is that you may not be that girl either. And then later on, it'll be finding your flirt style, which is what I go over in like, you know, workshops and stuff like that. Because everyone has a different style. Like you, you don't have to be that person you see in the movies. You know, most people can't and it looks awkward because you don't you know like that's not you (laughs) you know yeah okay how does this all feel so far I mean how does it feel I mean it's like I'm definitely getting out of my comfort zone I Mm -hmm. can definitely see that I mean I'm a person I will try it you know yeah (laughs) I'll definitely try it Well, see, this is why the coaching piece is so good because you're a good student. And if I'm giving you homework Uh and you're, you'll, you're more likely to do it, to try to succeed than you just kind of spinning in your head around it. You know what I mean? So that's the value of, of doing that in ways of like motivation and accountability. And even if you had, you know, a partner in crime to, to hold you accountable or whether it's me or a friend or a mentor or someone at work, you know, and just say, Hey, I'm doing this, you know, I'm just keep me in check kind of thing. And, and I, so I would start really small. Like I, I, I think the other thing that I would assign you to do is I'd like you to do the same thing with Tinder or whatever profile that you're doing. Have a bunch of conversations and just practice being playful and fun, not worrying whether or not they're your next boyfriend. Like it's a different way of having conversations. Okay. You know, just say, hey. That seems easier to do than actually doing in person. (laughs) Okay, good. Okay, good. But get like as many dates as you can. So if that's easy for you, that's Mm -hmm. great because then that means you can like get a bunch of dates. Just use that since it's easier for you. And then get a bunch of dates that you can practice on. Okay. All right. I think that's doable. <laughs> yeah. And and I would just start really small and then, you know, and then you, you reassess how things are. Maybe you'll be like, wow, this isn't as hard as I thought. And I'm actually having fun because that's the other thing is that dating becomes laborious and tiring and you get burnt out and you have anxiety around it when you get in your head and you're thinking too much and you're worrying about whether or not you're doing it right. When you just relax into it and treat everything as one big party, that's why I tell people like online and offline. Just treat life right now as one big party. And you're just entering a party and you're just saying hi to a bunch of people. That's it. The rest we'll worry about later. Like that'll be a great problem to have if you have all these guys after you. And then you're like coming back on the podcast and say, Kim, I have five guys in my queue. Now what? (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I think, I think I could do that. (laughs) Oh, I know you. 
<laughs> yes, exactly. You can, and I love that you're just open to trying it. Like that really is half the battle. That's awesome. Yeah. And again, like give yourself a break. I'll, I'll just end with that because I think you've been putting so much pressure on yourself. Like, oh my God, am I doing it right? And I just don't know, you know, there is no right or wrong. The only wrong is not doing it at all and not putting yourself out there. That's the only wrong. I tell people all the time because there's no such thing as rejection. There's only experience. And with each experience, you'll gather more information about yourself and also the men. All right. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Do you have any like just wrap up, you know, words that you want to share, how you're feeling? Like, tell me. Well, definitely. I, I definitely have a new agenda now. <laughs> I feel like I just need to learn to wrap my head around. Okay. I don't really need to think of this person as a potential boyfriend. Just, just yeah. be, just have fun. Yeah. Yes. Just have fun. Just have fun. And you sound like a fun woman. Like I, you, like you, your voice is warm. Like I, I, I liked you from the minute you said hello. And I think men probably do too. I think you're just tripping your own self up. That's really what it is. <laughs> well, thank you put it that way. <laughs> yeah. I, I, honestly, that, that's my diagnosis for you. It's, I know it's not very sexy, but really it's, it just seems like. You just got to get yourself some more experience and not be so boyfriend focused because that's all you know. You, all you know are relationships. So it's just this new territory. It's just like when you first learned how to be a nurse, you need to just learn it and go back to kindergarten. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> you are so welcome. Well, Kareen, thank you for coming on today. And I do have something special that I'm going to share and you'll hear me as I close out this episode. So thanks for joining me today. If you're listening to this, this has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more, make sure you go to my site, as always, KimmySeltzer.com. And when listening to this, you realize that you want to crack the code and how to flirt so that you can create chemistry with someone you want to. And everywhere you go, hop on a free call with me like I just did with Kareen. Okay, maybe it's not on the podcast, but it can be in the privacy of a phone call by clicking the link you see in the show notes to book it so I can help you get unstuck. Also, I have a really exciting announcement. I've been alluding to this. I have an amazing six-week class coming up in July. It's called, ready for this? Get Your Sexy Back. Yes, this is an interactive, fun coaching program that's going to teach you how to look and feel attractive, desirable and feminine, so that you capture a man's interest no matter who you are with and where you go. Sorry, men. I will be offering a class for you men too. Don't worry. But this is for women. So if you are interested in attending, all you got to do is just go to askkimmy.com, askkimmy.com, drop me a note and say, hey, Kimmy, I'm interested in that class. I want to find out more. And then you'll be on my priority list. I already have 10 women signed up for this and I haven't even really talked about it. So it's something I'm excited to put out. So just get in touch with me. And until then, remember, working on you is working on your love life. That's all for now.